With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, March 23rd. Mark, do you know the importance of this day? Do you know why it's so important? Two years ago today the bear market bottom was made. On March 23rd of 2020, the S&P 500 bottomed out. It was so scary. I mean, it's so, I know you don't like to go back to the before times, but like, honestly, that was the most frightening part of the cycle. You know, New York was under siege by COVID. Mark, you were like, telling me there were sirens all the time. It was super scary. Everybody's inside. The stock market over five weeks lost a third of its value and then came marching back. But it was March 23rd of 2020 that was the bear market low of that cycle. It was a very shallow, uh, sorry, it was a very steep fall, but it was a shallow recession. The recession itself only lasted two months, according to uh, the dating committee at the National Bureau of Economic Research. It's, it's just weird to remember that time. You know, it really, it, we, it was crazy, right, Mark? We were getting so many people asking us questions. And that's, you know, in March of 2020 is when we went to a daily podcast. We just had our anniversary. Daily podcast began on March 14th of 2020. Seems like yesterday is right. All right. So if you would like to celebrate with us uh, a March anniversary of the bear market low or the beginning of the bull market, or you have a question about your financial life, all you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com and click on the contact us button. That is what Matthew did. Matthew is on the line from Pennsylvania. Hi, Matthew. What can we do for you today? Hey, I just got a couple questions for you um, okay. about my wife and I, kind of what our background is. And uh, we think we've done a pretty good job uh, saving up over this whole time. We're not really part of the fire movement. We didn't even really know what that was. But, you know, kind of as time goes along, we, we think we're maybe we were doing that. Um, not that we look to retire or anything like that. But now that we've amassed uh, some amount of wealth, just kind of wondering about uh, maybe a little bit about financial anxiety. So and just kind of questioning, you know, when is it OK to throttle back on the savings rate and uh, anything else we should be doing? Okay. The fact that you're like, we're great savers, but I have financial anxiety. Tell me more. So first of all, how old are you, Matthew? Uh, I'm 46. Okay. And wife? Uh, she's 50. And you guys both work? Yes. Uh, how much do you earn together? Uh, probably 500 a year. Wow. That's great. Fantastic. Do you have some kids? Yeah, we have three kids. How old? Uh, between the ages of 10 and 17. Um, are you both maxing out your retirement accounts? Uh, yes, we both do that. Uh, and right, wrong, or indifferent, uh, we both do the Roth in the uh, 401ks. And 
I even have the opportunity to do the uh, quote unquote mega backdoor Roth uh, within my 401k. And then outside of that, we do the, uh, I guess you'd call the traditional uh, to backdoor Roth on the, I guess, on the brokerage side too. So, yep. you know, 6,000, 7,000 respectively. Great. So we kind of throttle that all in there. And uh, you're a, saving a ton of money. That's yeah, great. We, we try our best. Um, how much money is in, let's just do um, the retirement accounts in general. About how much money have you accumulated? Yeah, I'll look, uh, ignoring all the chaos over the past month, um, maybe 3.3 as of a month ago or so. Uh, wow. Awesome. Okay. That's fantastic. How about non-retirement accounts? What you got? Sure. Brokerage accounts, probably uh, 900000 Okay. Are you guys using individual stocks, mutual funds, index funds? What do you, What's the mix generally? Yeah, yeah. I think on the brokerage side, uh, I learned a little bit over time, but we basically do ETFs um, mm-hmm. like VTI or something like that. Probably have some mutual funds in there now. Uh, probably just trying to figure out how to actually sell those, you know, maybe convert over just because we end up paying taxes on those at a pretty high rate right now. Mm. But for now, uh, I guess we have mutual funds and I say maybe half of it's mutual funds and half of it's in an ETF. Okay, great. The kids, have you saved money for college? Yeah, it's probably a a big life goal for us. So maybe, maybe we run the risk of oversaving, but we probably have uh, across the three of them, maybe 700 to 750,000. You know, our hopes would be they'd go to professional schools or something like that. Um, So we Hold on a second. Hold on. Where is the 750 held in 529s or all over the place? 529. Yeah, 529s. Stop putting money in there, dude. Okay. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, do you want to go back to school? Because I think you're going to have actually, so you're presuming, I guess what you're presuming is you've got three kids, you want private university, right? Correct. Correct. Because you're a snob. Okay. Totally. (laughs) Penn State's not good enough for you. I get it. And you're counting on three private university educations as well as Three graduate schools? Is that kind of where you're going in your head? Yeah, that's right. So we're probably in that mode. And, and, you know, probably what we'll do is we'll probably throttle back once our oldest tips his toes into the college scene and we figure out what that is. And then we'll adjust or stop or whatever the case may be. I think, can't you stop now? I feel like that you don't need to put more money in there. Uh, it's something we can look at. Yeah. If you think uh, the I, I mean, that. Mark, do you think that we need to keep putting money? He's got three quarters of a million dollars in 529 plans and the kids are. 10 to 17. If he wants three private educations and grad school, I actually do think he needs to keep contributing. Really? Yeah. I just, my, my frame of reference there is, uh, you know, I think I exited a uh, university with a hundred thousand dollars in loans. And I think my brother, uh, sisters, et cetera, exited the universities and uh, professional schools with $400,000 of loans each. Uh, so. All right. All right. So how much longer, how, what does he have to get to Mark? A million? What does he have to get to, to do three privates and three grad schools? I guess it depends the grad school, right? Because honestly you could do medical school, but you might have someone who's like in a one year master's program. So that's that's why I was thinking that maybe 750 would be enough. Okay, I, I would think minimum 300 per child. <laughs> okay. So All right. Kind of a target. Yep. Okay. So, um, and how much are you contributing to the 529 on an ongoing basis? Do you put a certain amount in or do you use bonus money? How do you do it? Yeah, we just do it every other week kind of thing with the pay. Okay. And the non-qualified account, I presume that all of that money is probably has a low cost basis. Is that right? Yes, probably uh, maybe half of it is at a 
you know, maybe 450 is cost basis and 450 is earnings, you know, over all that time. So it's not really worth it for you to, I mean, are you going to actually sell the dividend producing mutual fund? No, yeah, I would, I would not do that. That's was kind of those things, you know, I pick my head up 20 years later and uh, you wonder, oh my, I have an issue, I have an issue here called the, right. you know, the government. Right. So at this point, if you talk about the, the savings and the throttling back, like, are you living a life? Are you happy? Are you living like paupers? Like what you're saving a ton of money. Are you feeling financial anxiety that's self-imposed? That's what I'm trying to get to underneath this. Yeah, I think it's probably self-imposed to some extent, just for considering our backgrounds and things like that. But, you know, for the most part, we live the life that, you know, we're not, uh, we're definitely not on this fire movement. That's why I said that earlier on, where folks, you know, really scrimp and save and do all these things. We kind of, if we want something, we go get it. Um, yeah. You know, we buy new vehicles. We do, in fact, drive them for eight or nine years. Um you know, if we want to go on a family trip, we do that. Uh, you know, we do send them to private schools now. So it's kind of like, you know, how do I want to say it? Uh, you know, raising three kids, we don't, couldn't even spend the money necessarily if we wanted to, unless we started to do things that, you know, most people wouldn't recommend, you know, just going buying fancy cars or fancy boats or something for right. no particular reason. Right. So I would say, I, I guess we're content and we're just kind of questioning in that content zone, it, you know, what's the appropriate time to start thinking about this savings rate a little bit differently? Or do we, you know, I think one of the more difficult questions is, well, we put a lot of money into our Roth because that's something that's uh, Roth 401k, that quote unquote mega backdoor Roth. That's something that's only been opened up to us recently. You know, we feel like that's too good of an opportunity to pass up. So we end up saving a lot because it's it's a possibility to do so. But maybe if that option wasn't even presented to us, maybe we wouldn't be doing that necessarily. How much do you pay in private school tuition right now? I would say 30000 30, a year. And that's for the three of them? Yeah. I mean, you are used to paying thirty grand a year. So there's that also that you're like, that's part of your cash flow right now. If you like look at your actual expected need, meaning like not saving or anything, but what you really think you need to live on to live like a lovely life, not, not a, you know, you're not living like paupers, like you're living the life you want to live in retirement, what is what do you think that that is? What do you think the the monthly nut would be? Yeah, maybe maybe ten ten thousand dollars a month. But you know, at our age, I don't know that we can accurately even forecast that. But we try to look at what we spend today, mm-hmm. and to some extent, when our kiddos go to uh, college, we would think that to some extent, if that's all funded by their TAP five twenty nines, we'd actually be seeing you know a little bit more cash flow because we wouldn't be paying for their high school or middle school education. Um, so we kind of feel like in a year or two, we'd get more cash flow coming up. So I, f- I feel like maybe ten thousand bucks a month kind of thing. Okay. And do either of you have jobs where you would get pensions, or are you just Social Security kind of people? Ooh, yeah, we would. Uh, we would both have a pension, about roughly say four thousand a month. Four thousand each. Correct. Yeah. You're so you mean of your ten thousand dollars a month need, you will have eight thousand. I'm I'm like incredulous. Stop saving so much money for God's sakes. Um, <laughs> you have eight thousand dollars a month in pensions, and that doesn't even include any social security benefit, right? That's right, Mark. I don't even know what to say. I mean, we're going to get hate mail for sure. Okay, I get it. The mega backdoor Roth. It's too good to be true. You're maxing out your retirement, but like, I almost feel like you don't even. You could just pull back on retirement right now. Is that I, right? I, yeah, because I mean, look, what do we, there's no, is there any money that is in traditional retirement funds? Uh, you, you mean like a, like a traditional 401k? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Probably uh, two, two and a half million of that is in a traditional account. I get that you love your, your saving. You're doing a great job. 
you don't have to save as much as you're saving. Your retirement need is essentially met. You might have to spend a few bucks because you might say, I mean, I don't know when you're going to retire. You got kids and the youngest one is the youngest one is not going to really be done for another 10 years. Do you plan on working for 10 years? Like what do, what's your game plan right now? Yeah, our game plan isn't to necessarily uh, to stop working. I mean, we we enjoy it and all that. But, you know, maybe in uh, 10 years, pick up our heads and decide maybe, quote unquote, retire early at that point. Yeah. I mean, and then guess what? At that time, you get these pensions and then you have a few years where you spend down some of your non-qualified money to to live and, you know, have some fun. And and then when Social Security kicks in, you're you're essentially done and you'll have, you know, multiple mid millions. You probably are going to have end up having three, four, you know, you're going to have $10 million when you retire. It's going to be like kind of not a big deal to get that much money. And doesn't that sound crazy? But you're there. Like you got four and a half now and, you know, that's all going to happen. I think that you can stop putting as much money into retirement right now. And then if you want to juice up your 529 plans, but I mean, really don't go crazy with that either because you have cash flow. You can pay for some of this and you can have, you should be feeling proud of yourselves, not anxious about where you are. It's like, you're so good at this. You have to like get out of the cycle. This reminds me of like when I was doing Weight Watchers when I was in college. So I was a college athlete and I stopped playing. I got injured and then I gained a ton of weight and I went to Weight Watchers. All right. And I couldn't stop dieting once I lost all the weight because I was so fearful. Like, oh, what if I gain it back? So I was a very good dieter, but I couldn't figure out how to maintain a weight that was normal. And so like I lost so much weight. I like it looked terrible. I looked awful. Okay. But that's kind of where you are. You've done like the extreme saving, but you don't know how to like pull back a little bit. Here's your permission. You can pull back. Mark, what do you, what do you want them to stop doing? The mega backdoor Roth, the backdoor Roth, like where do you want them to like pull back? probably keep doing the mega because, you know, if they ever get their act together with Build Back Better, that's for sure going away. So I I would probably take advantage of that while it's around. But, you know, but I don't see a need to do a backdoor Roth at this point. Absolutely not. I think just you can skip the backdoor Roth. You can put more money in the non-qualified account, in the non-retirement account and add some ETFs. You can um, build that up. How much is your house worth, by the way? Uh, I'd say just under 300. And you have a mortgage outstanding? No. You had to ask that question? I know. I just, I had to, but I'm just laughing at myself that I did. You are in such good financial shape. You need to, I like the idea that the subject line of your email was financial anxiety. And it was funny. Then you wrote message help. Not really, but somewhat. So, (laughs) I mean, but I get what you're saying. Like, it's hard to kind of stop yourself from doing this thing called saving and, and, you know, you're, you're doing it and you're good at it. And like you said, you're living a de- you're living a life that you'd like to live. Like all that is good, but you now need to just breathe a little bit and appreciate all the hard work that you've done and let yourselves just relax into this really, because there's no reason that I can see that you need to be like going crazy here. I, sure. I, and, and I really, and even to, I, I'm going to stick to my original premise, which is I don't even think you need more in the 529, but it doesn't matter because even if you put it in and you pay the penalty later, it doesn't really matter. I, I just would like enjoy yourself. Have fun. Take nicer vacation. Don't, you don't have to get a fancy car because I think that's dumb also. What, <laughs> what's the thing that you're not doing that you wish you could be doing? Um, yeah, I, I think the maybe the only thing that I can't quite figure out uh, 
maybe in a couple of years, uh, we'll, we'll look to do some, a little bit more traveling, amp that up a little bit. But I think the one thing that I struggle just from like planning all this stuff, because it's so much in our DNA, we really struggle finding somebody on the back end of it to really help us with the decumulation and trying to figure out the plans for that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we want to in retirement buy another home or something like that. What's the best approach uh, to kind of extract that money? And since we can't really see how that part works, tax implications and other things like that, that's maybe partly why we're kind of stuck trying to figure this out, you know, when we can throttle back a little bit. Because part of our goal would be to take a good chunk of the money once we do hit retirement, you know, and, and spend quite a bit of it uh, kind of right out of the gate with a second home or something like that. Well, I mean, look, even if that were the case, and, and, and we can get you there. And if you want, you can you can hire a fee-only financial planner who will just do a plan for you. Like, you don't want anyone who's going to be a money manager right this second. You just don't because they're going to grab onto your money. Right. They're going to be like, I want to manage it. And you're going to pay a lot of fees. But there's plenty of people who will do a standalone financial plan for you, for sure. And just do that plan and build that plan for you. You know what, um, Mark? Let's send Matthew the contact information for our our CFP friend in New Jersey. She does just straight up planning. She'll charge you real money. Like it'll be five or 10 grand to do a plan. But you Mm -hmm. tell her, this is what I want. I want to spend 10 grand so you can give me peace in mind. Like, wouldn't you pay someone 10 grand to reduce that financial anxiety? Like you're just talking to me and I'm telling you this, but she'll prove it to you. Sure. And you can say to her, I want you to build in the fact that we're going to buy uh, I'm going to make it up, uh, you know, a, a $500,000 house in the mountains. Um, and that's what we want. And like you build it out. And the decumulation is kind of an interesting question. It's very difficult, by the way. It's the it's actually the hardest thing for most people to adjust to beyond like just I have too much time on my hands. But in terms of retirement, you're very good at accumulating. It's hard to take money out. And for you guys, all that would mean is to try to sort of show you that you don't even have to take that much out because this pension is going to be enough. So if you, if I said to you, well, you know what, I could sort of like stand on my head and spin a plate on my foot and show you how to get five grand a month out of your accounts and not worry, you, you can't, you couldn't screw it up enough to blow up your plan. You cannot, okay. you cannot. Okay. This is kind of like uh the $7 million man with eight kids or the $8 million man with seven kids. I can't remember what it was. It's like, you know that you are, you're in good shape, but you're kind of like, how do I, now what? Now what's yeah. like, how, do how, do I, how do I stop that? Right, yeah. exactly. And you and your wife are doing an awesome job. Do you guys have wills? I'm sure you've got to have wills. Uh, yeah, we have that uh, stuff set up, so we should be all A-okay there. I think you're great. Um, you you definitely are going to get us some hate mail, but what whatever, dude. Like, you got your <laughs> questions? I'm going to answer. Um, I think you're in fantastic shape. You don't have to have all that money to come on the air with us and talk through your plans. You really don't. This is phenomenal. Matthew and his wife have done an incredible job and they make a bunch of money. They've saved a bunch of money and they're very disciplined. You don't have to be that disciplined. Most of us are not. Okay. He is a unicorn. All right. So you want a little bit of help and you're more of like a, mm, I'm, I'm sort of not a unicorn. I'm just sort of like an average earner and I need some help managing my money and thinking about these issues. Why don't you go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button And then you'll send us your note. Now, while you're on the website, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. And don't forget to please, please, please leave us a rating and review at Apple because 
it does help us. Okay, really does. What else? I think that's it. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back today. It'll make that person feel better. It's going to make you feel better. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.